Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hey friends, David here and welcome to the show. So, I wanted to start a new series called Why. I mentioned this last on the podcast last week, and um, it's going to be something we're continuing to do. Why, why, why? Because I, I've been thinking for a while, you noticed, as I mentioned before, that I've taken a little break in the podcast. Honestly, I just got tired. Like, I, I kind of ran out of inspiration. Um, I just thought, you know, the weird thing about lighting is, so I think podcasts are great, right? I love podcasts. I'm a listener of them. I love how you can listen to them while you're doing chores around the house, mowing the lawn, driving, whatever. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I love podcasts. I love learning. But lighting is interesting in the fact that it's visual, right? I mean, it's lights, right? But we can talk about them too. And so a lot of the times I think about topics that I want to do on the show and I'm like, you know, like this would be better in a video. It just would, right? Because I can show things. And so I just began thinking to myself, okay, what what can I do in the podcast? What would make sense that would be different from what I do other places that you all would enjoy? And so I came up with this new format, at least for this season of life called Why, just to talk about some of the myths, legends, assumptions that people make in lighting that are just plain wrong um, sometimes. Or if they are right, we go through and we explain them. And so I want to start with the doozy on the first one here because it's fun. Um, and, you know, my question here is is specific, but also um, applies to a much broader scale of stuff, of, of gear decisions, as you'll hear throughout today's show. And so the question that I want to tackle today is, why do so many people buy the Grand MA console for churches or their band or question mark or anything? Like, why are all these people with small lighting shows going and dropping six grand for a PC wing uh, here in the U.S. or, you know, a minimum of, what, 12 grand or something for a console when there's lots of lighting consoles that cost less that may be able to do the job? So that's what I want to answer today. Quick note today uh, in our opening segment. Uh, we've got a sponsor here, and it is Learn Stage Lighting Labs. Now, if you've been around the podcast, if you've been around Learn Stage Lighting, you know what Learn Stage Lighting Labs is, right? It's my community where you're able to hop inside and be able to see all of our tutorial videos, training on all sorts of lighting, uh, whatever type of lighting you do, there's training in there for you. And then there's also our community forums. And inside the forums, you're able to go ahead and talk with other people. You're able to ask myself questions and our community manager, JP, in there, ask him questions as well, and get professional answers. Get the answers you need to get going with making great lighting. And actually, if I could highlight one action plan today, the courses we have in the labs, we call them action plans. And one that I'd love to highlight today is called Puntastical. Now, if you've ever gotten in front of a band, and I mean any kind of music, so this could be church, it could be a band, it could be a DJ set, and you found it difficult to run things on the fly, like you didn't know what the set list was going to be, you didn't know the artist's music, you didn't know anything, and you found it difficult to make a great light show, then Puntastical is for you, okay? Puntastical is our complete guide inside the labs from A to Z of how to lay out a lighting console, any lighting console, though I, I showcase some of the consoles and software that I like to use. This method will work on any lighting console, and I've used it on many. 
um, how to lay that thing out, how to run a live show so that you don't get bogged down in the details, but you can create a great show that matches the music. So everything's in there from what specifically to program and how to run things on the fly, all inside Puntastical, which is part of Learn Stage Lighting Labs. So check it out today. Join us at learnstagelighting.com slash labs. And uh, now let's go into the show. So one of the things I see that really makes me cringe is when people go and they buy a grand MA lighting console for their small to mid-sized church or for their band or whoever it is, right? Um, because not that there's anything wrong with the grand MA console. Okay, so some of you guys, I don't know who here is familiar with grand MA and who's not, right? And so let's let's just give a brief, brief um description of what Grand MA is. So Grand MA, what I like to say is they are like the Rolls Royce of the lighting console. Like if you ask a hundred lighting designers, okay, myself included, of what console they would most like to have on a given show, their first answer for most of those people would probably be Grand MA, okay? This doesn't mean that they get to do most of their shows on Grand MA. Some do, some don't. But it means that that is their preference. Why is it their preference? Well, Grand MA is a great console. Okay, they had the one. That's where they kind of uh, made it into the lighting world and, and really grew popular. Then they came out with the Grand MA 2. Now they have the Grand MA 3, which is even more expensive than, than before. Um, and truth be told, you know, for most of the huge live events you see, a lot of them are done on Grand MAs, and that's really what they designed this console to do, okay? And so, it's expensive, but it's also a very excellent console. I've done lots of shows on MAs. I love it. Great console, okay? But it is very pricey, especially when you compare it to other consoles on the market. Depending on what you're doing and how much output you need, it could be anywhere from two to ten times the cost of what you need, or even more, okay, of what another console could provide. And so one of the things that irks me that I often see is people might be in, say they're in a mid-sized church, so they've got like 800 seats. I call that mid-sized, like just for production, right? And they go out and they buy a Grand MA command wing, which when it was Grand MA 2, you got six faders. Uh, in Grand MA 3, you get 10 faders, but for two, it was about $5,000. In Grand MA 3 world, it's about $6,000, okay? This, this still then requires a PC, um, and at the end of the day, you've got, you know, 10 faders, right? And that's all you've got for $6,000, okay? That breaks my heart sometimes. It really does, okay? Why does it break my heart? Well, as much as I love the Grand MA, I want to circle around to the the rest of the answer to, if you asked 100 lighting designers what console they'd like for a show, um, you know, 99 of them would say Grand MA, okay? But... If you asked 100 lighting designers what console they used on their last show, I'd be willing to bet, and, and it would have to be a mixed group, right? Because if there's people that are at the top of their game, you know, doing like high-end musical touring or they're doing, um, you know, big shows, then it's probably all MA, right? But if you start to talk to people that are doing medium-sized shows, I mean, there's people playing stadiums, honestly, with, with large bands once we get back to that, that aren't using MAs. So if you ask those 100 lighting designers again what console they'd preferred or what console they used rather on their last show, what they actually used, 
I'm willing to bet that that number would be considerably lower. Okay, so here's kind of the the weird political thing that you get into. The Grand MA is, sure, it's an excellent lighting console, okay? You may have heard of it, you may have not before. And it's very good for professionals, okay? It is excellent to program on. They build excellent hardware, and the software is really great. Um, it does have a few drawbacks, though. It's not super friendly to someone who hasn't used a professional lighting console before. Um, with the three, they've made some steps to make it a little more friendly, but it's still, I mean, if you step into it having never used a professional Greg console, you're going to be really lost, okay? Um, and it, it, it's got a good learning curve. Um, so that's one of the drawbacks. And the other really is price, you know? And so you see people, you see the the discrepancy here, right? That say 100 lighting designers would say on their next show, you know, they want the Grand MA, but on their next show, they really get something else. And the reason why they really get something else is... Um, I think mostly comes down to that cost, right? That, um, you know, these other consoles, whether you look at Onyx, which is my favorite, you look at a hog, you look at Camsys, you look at Avo lights, like all of those four that I just mentioned are some of the top professional lighting consoles that aren't Grand MA. And they're all, they all generally have consoles around the same price points. Their price points aren't as far off as MA's is, right? But the interesting thing is that when you ask a lighting designer their opinion or when they're asked to spec something for a show, um, and uh, I shouldn't I should mention ETC users. There are people that like ETC consoles as well. But when they're asked to specify something, say for an installation, if they think there's budget there, they'll just specify the MA. And I really, this is one of those things I don't like because it's not always the right tool for the job. And even if there's money, I don't think it's good to buy the most expensive thing if something that is a fifth of the cost will do just as good of a job, right? I mean, for example, like I'm just looking here at the Grand MA, the PC wing, right? Um, and so this is their command wing. The list price is 8300 but the, you know, the minimum advertised price that you can put online is 6225 okay? And it's a nice unit, right? It unlocks on the PC uh, four universes of DMX, and they, they do it by parameters, so it's 2048 parameters. Um, and then you're able to go ahead, there's two DMX ports on it, and you would need an Ethernet note for any more. Um, let's see. The faders are motorized, um, and you get a programming section, but um, there aren't any screens on the front of it. Um, you do get the encoder wheels. Um, and so, you know, you get a, you get a nice wing for the price, right? You really do. Um, but if you compare that to my friends at Onyx, their NX wing is about a third of the cost, right? It's about 2,600. And so, sorry, it's less than half the cost. Let's say 40% of the cost. It has four DMX ports on it. It unlocks 128 universes of DMX. Uh, it has 10 faders as well, though they're not motorized, but it has a screen uh, built in as well that allows you to program really quickly, a touch screen. And so they're fairly evenly matched, right? Like the MA wing, the MA3 wing has the upper hand um, in the fact that the faders are motorized, but the Onyx has the upper hand in price, total number of outputs on board, total number of outputs um, unlocked over network. And also, um, I think it, and it comes with a desk light. I don't think think the MA1, no, it does not come with a light, whereas the uh, the Onyx one does. 
And so that's just one example of what I call stewardship, right? And this goes with anything you're buying. This is where we take it to the next level, okay? Whether you're buying a console, lights, or anything else, I'm a firm believer, and a lot of people follow me because of this, of buying the right solution for the level of gear that you're at. Let's work through, kind of think through another example of, of what that might look like to you. A lot of times I'm working with a small church or band or someone like that, and they may talk to a lighting designer who says to them, they say, okay, we need a really good light for front light, right? We want it to be LED. We want it to, to light us up good. You know, we, we want a good LED light for front light, right? And the professional lighting designer, I'm just going to type away here to get a price, would say, you want a source for LED, okay? This is the best. This is what we use. It's the only thing that's acceptable, the only thing that looks really good. This is what I recommend to you, right? The source for LED. Well, it just so happens that one of these lights is $1,769, okay? So it's $1,700 online um, or thereabouts, okay? Um, so maybe you get it for about 1500 right? Meanwhile, maybe all this band needed was, let's say, an American DJ or a Chauvet or an Alation Par, right? Anywhere from 100 to $300, okay? Um, it would be bad stewardship, and I know that that's a Christian word that, that gets used in churches and stuff, but it would it would not be, you would argue, it would not be a good decision for that band to go buy a $1,700 light when a $400 light would do everything they need, would weigh less, would cost less, and be easier to use for them, right? So what I'm all about here on this site, and if you've listened to me for a while or watched my videos, you're probably aware of this, is I'm all about get the right tool for the job and don't overbuy. Because a lot of times people reach out to a professional lighting designer and it's kind of like taking your car to a Ferrari mechanic, okay? They look through the lens, and a lot of professional lighting designers, and I've been this guy in the past, so I'm not I'm not trying to tell us the blame on them, but a lot of professional lighting designers, you know, they look in the toolbox that they're used to working with, okay? Which are very nice tools to uh, complete a professional level job. And yes, all of us want to make as great of a lighting show as possible within our context, right? We want it to be the best show for our church, the best show for our band, the best show for our DJ, the best show for our community theater, whatever. But to make a professional quality show, a lot of times you don't need professional quality gear, especially if you're not using it constantly, right? That's one of the reasons why, and I know I'm totally getting off track and going down a rabbit hole, but that's totally one of the reasons why um, some professional gear just plain costs more because it can run 24-7, 365 for gears on end and run great. But if you pull it out of the, the bag, you know, say it's an LED part and you run it for four hours a night, you know, four nights a week or less, right? That's a whole lot less time on it. That's a whole lot less usage. Um, if you're not throwing it on semi-trailers and trucking it across the country constantly, you might not need something that's that's as durable, right? Something much less costly might work a lot better. 
And so that's really my point here for the consoles, because I think sometimes I listen to myself talk about consoles and I'm talking to people. Consoles is, you know, the thing that I talk a lot about really to people is, is I talk about consoles and control a lot, because if you master your control and you get the right, um, and you get the right console or software for your needs, you're going to be good to go. Right. Um, Oh, here's another thought about the Grand Domain, actually, that I've thought about. And I've talked to people about this before. Before I've talked to installers and people that have come in to work on, um, to update previous installs and stuff like that. And so let's just say I was talking to somebody. Um, you know, they didn't really give me permission to share this story. <laughs> but it's one that I've seen a lot of times, okay? Um, and it, this person's working with a church, and they've put in a Grand MA console wing, okay? Now, here's what happens a lot of times, Okay. Somebody will put in a Grand MA console wing. Maybe they put it in a church sanctuary of a thousand people. Okay. Previously, there were no, there was nobody really running the lighting. They didn't have a lot of stuff. They've put in this Grand MA console wing. And, and truth be told, um, at, at this part of the, the show, this could be an Onyx wing. It could be any professional great console. Okay. Um, they put in that wing, and five years later, nothing else has been programmed into that console except the very basic things that the installer put in there to, you know, get them started. Okay. And so if you think about it, um, you know, like that's really a waste of money because you've now gotten something that is difficult to program. And because of that, because nobody at this church wants to learn how to program it, you've now gone ahead and basically shot them in the foot and made them spend $6,000, right? Whereas, you know, maybe what they needed was something much simpler. Like I've seen, you know, in the church example, there's a lot of church people, creative people, they like Macs and they like the software light key. You know, it's not my favorite, but it can work well. And I would say, if you're in a place where you look at something like Onyx that I recommend and you say, you know, I don't want to put in the time to learn that. I mean, there's a lot of tutorials online. I help them with their tutorial videos, their their um, official ones back when it was Martin's M-Series, um, but they're still very applicable today. Um, I make a lot of training videos myself, including a series to get started for free on YouTube and many, many more in the labs. Um, LearnStageLighting.com slash labs. And there's a lot that you can do to learn it. But if you're not going to, if you don't have the time for somebody to learn this, then maybe you want to go with something like LightKey. It's a lot simpler, right? And you could get going quicker. You'd be able to program different things. And sure, there's going to be an upper limit. There's going to be a point where it's not able to do more complex things that you might try to do. But if you're not hitting that point, then use light key all day long, right? You know, use a, a easier to use, you know, use Antec DMXs. Use an easier to use lighting console if that's what's going to work for you. You know, I, I, I work with the Light Shark guys and I like their consoles a lot because they're very simple for people to pick up. And so they can fit in an installation like a church, be a fraction of the cost of something else, and also be pretty quick to learn. Or if you don't mind a learning curve, I recommend Onyx because the sky's almost the limit in Onyx. There's so much you can do in that software or on a console that it really makes it a no-brainer as long as you're willing to put in the time, right, to learn. If, as long as you don't mind you know, taking the time to go through my videos, joining the labs or whatever, if you're completely new to lighting, or, or just paying attention to the, the official videos, etc. Because those will teach you it, right? And then, once you know it, the sky's the limit on what you can program. And, and, and I understand with MA, there are some resources out there um, as well. 
And certainly, you know, there's uh, consultraining.com, I think, is one. So you can learn it. But at the end of the day, you know, the, the really the point I'm trying to drive home here in this podcast and for everything else is pay careful attention. And I think it's worth the time and energy to figure out what the best tool is for your needs, okay? Whether it's a console or a light, a DMX splitter, anything you buy. I mean, even a DMX splitter. You can spend like two grand on a, on a super nice DMX splitter. But what if you just need the $100 one, right? That's what happens when you take the time to really look at what your actual needs are and say, okay, what's the best fit for that, right? And that's what we help people do. You know, I'm not trying to make this a commercial for the labs, but we do help people do this every day. And usually they save more than it costs for them to join the labs. So it's like, it's like kind of a no-brainer there that we can help you whether you're looking at lights, whether you're looking at console, whatever, help you look at, say, okay, which console would be right for your needs? What lights would be right for your needs? And then how can we find something that's the best deal for you and, and help you help match you up with that, give you some tips on how to, to find the best deal, like calling a dealer. Um, that's a huge deal, especially if you're buying multiple lights or consoles or whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I want to see you succeed. So whether you pay me and join the labs or you just listen to all my free stuff, I want to help you, right? So next time you're going to buy something, whether it's a console, lights, or anything else, even if you don't know about lighting, take the time instead of just calling maybe a lighting dealer and asking them to recommend you something, instead of just calling a friend who's a lighting designer asking them to recommend something, start to say, okay, these are my needs. This is what I actually need it to do. And what would be the best option for me? And if you lay that out to anybody you may ask, whether that's a dealer, whether that's me, whether that's a lighting designer, you're going to find that you get much better answers. And a lot of times, the solution of whatever you're looking to buy may cost less than you thought you were going to spend. And that's money in your pocket. That's money you can spend on something else in your band, your ministry, your venue, your you know DJ setup, your theater, whatever. And that's what I'm all about, right? So thanks so much for listening, everybody. Uh, show notes for this one, as always, are at learnstagelighting.com slash 108, because this is episode 108. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much uh, for being a podcast listener. And uh, next week, it's going to be exciting, or in two weeks, we're going to talk about lasers. And I've got some really exciting stuff. I know back in September on YouTube was laser month, but I want to talk a little deeper about why to use lasers in your lighting and give you some laser tips. So hang on to that. We'll check. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great week or in two weeks. And uh, thanks for listening to our podcast.